welcome to another episode of the Sip Show Podcast. We suck, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Moisas. Raising Zozo. Mr. Agnes. And we have uh, an interesting show for you today. We have a first a summary and analysis of Community Day. We're going to be talking about Shuffle Mode, if we really, really like it, or if we don't. And then we're going to take some community questions. So... Uh, let's get right into the news and talk about the community day. Well, how did you guys feel about it? Uh, did you did you like it? Did you have fun? Uh, I got eliminated. Got eliminated. <laughs> yeah, you got eliminated. That's the first time that's ever been like a domination first, yeah, elimination. First, yeah, first elimination in the show. show. Yeah. Oh. I think that's true. I think that's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 By the way, uh, it's totally surprised me that Civilization does not have a spectator mode. Uh, uh, de- developers. Uh, uh, wink wink nudge nudge uh that way i can still commentate on the game and be in the game instead of watching the stream but yeah. uh, um they've yes been, uh, they've been bugged about they finally added a spectator mode to red death does that count uh <laughs> no i'm not gonna count it i'm not gonna count it red death is not civ so, <laughs> uh, so to kind of give a summary, it was uh, 2v2v2. We each had a community member assigned, I'm going to say, but teamed up. Uh, we teamed up with a community member. I was teamed up with the Sharksta, and we played Russia in China. You guys can go and introduce your own civs as well. I was teamed up with the mighty Vector Cat, and uh, we played Gran Colombia and Australia, Australia, Australia. Yeah, and uh, I played uh, Germany, and I was teamed up with uh, uh, Luminescent Ruby, and uh, she played Scotland. And yes, ES champ, I got eliminated. So <laughs> um, within the span of about ten turns, and so um, yes, it wasn't it wasn't my uh, uh, most shining example of play, but uh, but yeah, it had to happen to someone first. And uh, let's all agree that I was probably the most likely person that would happen to first on the show. So. No surprises there. <laughs> Let, let's talk about even the strategies that were involved. So, like, I don't for myself, me and Sharkster, like, we we planned out who we were going to play, who we thought you guys were going to play, and if our civs that we picked countered those civs that were involved. I don't know if you guys kind of had similar conversations with your no. Yeah, I told you. I told no, you guys really. already. Like uh, our our conversation was just, "What's your favorite Civ? What's your favorite Civ?" And we just chose our three favorite and kind of alternated them so we would at least get one of them. That's that was the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we 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 had a, a discussion. We didn't like super go too deep into what they that you would choose. Uh, we just went with what we assumed wouldn't get back to us. Like our original like best pick would have been Grand Colombia and Germany. Uh, and then we had a we ranked it and said this then this then this then this. So we got our number three, which was Australia. Um, so it 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 would have worked well had it not been for the following. Um, oh, here we go. Okay. I, I'll give you a rant. Right. I will give you a rant. I know how much go, everyone go, loves I'm, a good so rant. My ears so, are ready. I've so, been waiting for this all week. Obviously. My so yes. obviously, with with myself and Vectorcat choosing uh, Australia and Grand Colombia, we had the strategy of domination victory on our minds. Uh, we wanted to move swiftly and brutally, and we wanted to conquer. Uh, and everything was going great until oh darn apocalypse mode. 
Um, so I Who made turned it. Who on that? Who's that? Who's that? I, hey, I'm aware. I'm aware. Okay, <laughs> I'm aware. I I claim ignorance. It was just an, a silly, silly oversight uh, that I did not anticipate how brutally effective Russians with soothsayers are. Uh, effectively, Russia's immune to invasion. Uh, in my opinion, because most of Russia and in, in that game, your three big cities were all nice and deeply in the tundra. Uh, oh, yeah. So once oh, that yeah. was revealed, uh, because Vector Cat launches attack uh, and we made it look like a like a show, like a skit uh, that I was. Oh, I was up in arms. This is terrible. How? Oh, oh, you warmonger. No, we 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 planned on we wanted to swiftly move in. And I think if it was not apocalypse mode, uh, we would have he would have overrun you relatively quickly. However, a blizzard, for those of you uh, maybe not aware, uh, has a hundred percent chance to do between forty and sixty hit points of damage. And, and in it, Russia, it's a hundred percent amplified, so and it's it gets hundred chance to do eighty to hundred and twenty yeah. points of damage. So essentially, <laughs> and because blizzards last two t- or three turns. And they can leave your area. They don't have to stay in the tundra. They wander about, okay? And his units, only his, uh, I believe your civilian units could still be affected. Um, So essentially, when that was revealed, uh, we're in a situation that is like a little tear because like, oh, great. So that's not going to work. And because China and Russia were side by side, um, which in a, we were playing inland sea, that's a huge strategic advantage. That means that they there's one flank they don't have to worry about. And on China's other flank was uh, Scotland. And Scotland had no interest in a military game that round. Uh, I know because, you know, my armies came in and I think 10, <laughs> ten turns later, I had seized uh, oh. the, the capital. Um, Poor Ruby. So, Poor Ruby. so what, what ended up happening was the perfect storm where China and Russia could just sit back. Uh, Russia did what a smart Russia should do, Aurora and work ethic. He had these beautiful, beautiful uh, lavras that were on top of producing all of the other crap they do. were like 14 production, 14 faith. Um, so everything he needed to just sit back, enjoy enjoy the snow while china builds wonder after wonder after wonder so we had to turn on the other two and unfortunately germany and scotland uh they were not ready for a fight um in fact so not ready for fight nystagnus had this a brilliant spot that he built this city that like pretty much cut me off from the rest of the 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 world right but he decided to build a campus instead of a barracks which I, I would have laid that to him, but my, I had some audio issues, uh, so I couldn't I couldn't let him know. Um, so after that city <laughs> fell uh, between myself and Vector Cat, we just swarmed in. I was I was planning to build a, a barracks there because I have an extra district. It's just I needed to catch up in science because I was way behind. You know what? I think in that game though, because of the shuffle, science became a lot less important. Yeah, it did. Um, it did. In, in hindsight, it, it, it was a dumb it, district to build first, but um, and and I built it first because you were already at war with uh, Moy, mm, and so mm-hmm. um, oh, and then, so you thought you were. And safe. then I also I thought safe. I also thought that Moy uh, suit saved me 
because I had a massive blizzard run through my capital and my capital <laughs> so far away from you. Yeah, yeah. My, no way. Uh, Russia figured out a way send blizzards across the globe. I don't know, maybe. Um, maybe. But uh, I did. I, I, I did have. I did have a blizzard that um, my city was like population ten, and it came by and it reduced it to four, and all my districts were destroyed. Oh um, wow. And so, and I, and I, and I was moving my army to the other uh, city I built. And so uh, half of them died. So, oh, um, man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I thought that it was a really strong blizzard. So I, I assumed that maybe like a soothsayer did it. Um, yeah, but maybe no. it was apocalypse mode too. Right. So I definitely didn't do apocalypse, it. Apocalypse no. uh, increases the intensity to four. So it, it may actually do more damage. Um, but yeah, that the game ended up like my, my ability for plus one movement effectively didn't really matter. Um, really? well, it, it mattered for Moy and, and definitely for conquering, sorry, for conquering Scotland and, and Germany, it was helpful, but be, you guys are just so far away. Um, and because of the, the, the way of the nature of the water, like just sending troops was very impractical. So it created this, you guys were in this perfect Harbor of turtle town. Uh, that you could just sit back, <laughs> not worry about the rest of us. Um, so, yeah, I think by the end of the game, um, it, it was clear, like, around 11. It's like, okay, like, this this game could go on because we weren't even in the industrial era. But I think that you, you guys had, you had such a huge lead and you had such stability. Um, and myself and, and VectorCat, like, we weren't building tons of infrastructure. We went for domination and and it didn't work out um so yeah i think if if it wasn't for apocalypse mode would have been a very different story would have been a very different story um, very different story but uh, it is what it is and it was what it was and my winning streak uh was brought to a frozen cold standstill um, isn't that <laughs> um isn't that like kind of historically accurate though right I, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, don't declare a war on Russia in the yeah, winter. Like, we, don't you know um, this? Come on. There's only one exception to that rule, like about uh, invading Russia in the winter, and that's if uh, you're the Mongols. Unless you're the Mongols, the Mongols no, um, were able to conquer Russia in the winter. Um, huh. Yeah, you just have to be smart about it. Yeah, um, they wouldn't both. have conquered me that game. That's for sure. Because <laughs> um, those blizzards hurt. Oh the, my god! The you other should, like, two major powers that oh. did it uh, did it like not smart. So when when I saw like I was heartbroken, I was. Taken did you hear aback. my? Did you hear my evil laugh? That was legitimate. Like that was a hearty like oh, evil laugh. Like yeah, you better so, eat it was shit. Like so <laughs> devastating. It was so devastating. Uh, finding that because it's like okay, like like li- I knew right then it's like we lost this game. We can't invade Russia, and China is beside them. We can't. There, there's nothing we can do here. Um, so like obviously within I think like four turns we declared war on the other two, uh, and, uh, guys, and then we all you guys we checking all out the conversation. Yes, Champ and Sharks are having in chat. They're always like talking about how like I got a bad hand. Like he's always stuck behind Zoe or trapped with Moy or some other thing, and then Sharks just says, "Or yeah, yeah, or hit by or comments. hit by a comment, <laughs> hit by comments." Uh, I think it's fair to say though that like obviously going into if we play Apocalypse mode in the future, you know, now I'm aware like yeah, like either we say no Russia, no Japan because anyone that's yeah, immune, immune to immune. that's just too much unfortunately uh, Japan, um, Japan would be harder to like time the hurricanes though right J- J- you can't actually start you can't start a hurricane with a soothsayer yeah, oh, so I, think Japan, I, think, no. I think Japan oh. would be okay 
Okay. Yeah, Japan would be okay. Maybe. It's just Russia. Maybe. I got hit by at least two hurricanes. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, but th- those are na- those are naturally occurring. Yeah, so okay. You, like, I, I can't send a soothsayer into the water and then start a hurricane. Okay. I uh, Yeah, I wasn't sure. And I don't know if there's anyone else that's immune. I don't know if anyone's immune to desert storms. Not, sandstorms. To, my not to my knowledge. Either, yeah. I think so. Maybe. Maybe someone is. Uh, not the Mali. Uh, I know that it's not, it's not Egypt either. Uh, yeah, not or, Egypt. Or, or maybe Nubia, Saudi so. Arabia might be immune. Uh, we don't, yeah, to, no, no. So, so yeah, it might just be a future thing. No Russia, uh, unfortunately. Big um, brain, two hundred IQ. You couldn't even handle the amount of ne- neurons that were going through my brain. I was like, oh, yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> and like Moy didn't have to worry about science or anything. Like, and his science was low. But I knew like if he wanted to do science. Like that. He so would have gone funny, from nothing to 200 in no time. Funny story about that. So I went, uh, obviously, full religion, right? So I went, I built Lavra in almost, not every city, but almost every city. And I built, if you, you can maybe believe this if you want to, but I built a total of one campus that whole game. I believe it. I believe and it. I had a, and, and, and I had the most science still at the end of that game mainly because though however my religion gave me plus one science for every four followers so <laughs> i had a lot of followers i converted australia i converted my own cities and then i was at the end of the game i was converting china cities because china got their own religion too just so that we can kind of have our both both of our benefits but then then i started converting cities and i had a lot of science without building any campuses i'm like man religion and that can be that, pretty good. That's the thing too. With your blizzards, they kill civilian units, so you can stop rock bands. You can stop. Uh, you I can don't. Stop. I don't know if it goes that far. They do. I, it's, I'm, it, I'm it, a, it's a smaller it? chance, though. I think it's like a twenty percent okay. chance to kill. Um, so maybe that's forty because they double it. I don't know. Um, percent chance to kill civilian units, and by that point in the game, you probably have enough faith that you're just like, yeah, sure, I'll just keep spamming it. Uh, so yeah, that game was rough. Uh, Inland Sea is a hard map. Um, it, it is. It, I agree with you. It's very it, difficult. If we had each started beside our ally, it might have been different. Or if we had started, even if it was the alternating, like if China was in between, you know, didn't have the, the you know, that it might have been different. Unfortunately, it's just too much. With, too the, much, with too how much many benefit. people we had, though, I think no matter what, we would have to be beside someone would have to be beside their ally. It's possible that two people could be, or that we were alternating, or, or no one. No, only, yeah, it could actually, have been. wait. If me and Moy switch places, then it would have been yeah. alternating. Yeah, so it's possible. Yeah. It's just random. So the only way, the only way you can achieve something like that, though, is through a modded map. Right. So you can actually have it where teams kind of start closer together. It skews it, right. but it needs to be a modded map. I know how you feel about it, so. Now, I, I, I would know. say if we were worried about flooding in the future, just do the lakes one instead of the inland sea. Um, which would solve the the, uh, the problem with the rising water. Hey, um, I'm going to just pull the Ross from the friends and be like, hey, man, the map was good. Don't blame the map. That was my choice. Don't blame the map. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame the questions. <laughs> but no, you uh, you guys, the Sharkster and Moy, you put up a fantastic, perfectly played game. Uh, I You even beat me. I cut down all my trees to try and get the great bath. Um, Vector Cat and I were like, oh, we're going to try and counter their strategy. I, I I did not think like Vector Cat claimed that with Australia, he could have gotten Aurora and work ethic before Russia. And I'm like, there's no way Russia right off the bat is getting faith. 
There's no yeah. way that we could, so, there's no way them. you get Aurora, but no way. he could he could have beat maybe me to a, to a religion. He could have beat me to a religion. I it was maybe. the second last technology that I discovered was astrology. And I was freaking out. This is the whole shuffle right. mode thing, which we'll get right. into in the second half. I was I was like, oh my god, I might not get this religion. I might not get this religion. I was freaking out, but I got it. I got it. But I, I will uh, give a, a shout out to Vector Cat represent. That was uh, I think we I think for the the situation, I think we did very, very well. All things considered, we had big armies. We tried to conquer. We conquered those we could. Um, and uh, I, I think we did did well on that front. I think you did well, too. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to be giving our opinions uh, again. Now that we all have experience with it, uh, opinions on shuffle mode, opinions again on apocalypse mode, because it's the first time that we revisited apocalypse mode in a long time. Uh, and we're going to have a special treats for both or not both. Sorry. It's the three people that were participating in the community day. So Sharkster, Ruby and Vector Cat. If you're here, uh, stay in the chat because we have something special for you guys. Don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. If you're not there, you'd better be. No, uh, let's open, guys, with <laughs> shuffle mode. It, it, you know what? It really felt like if you're not there, you'd better be dead because, yeah. like, holy hard. Like, it's fun, but hard. It's a really hard way to play Civ. Um, you know, there's the random chance that you'll get uh, political philosophy, you know, right off the bat, like, right as your second choice. We uh, but pretty there, quick, right? But yeah, it but there's also quick. a chance that you don't get, I don't know, something like uh, military science uh, at all. Uh, so if you're a civ that is sort of depending on something like military science for your Lunero unit, uh, you're not getting it. Um, so it was it, it's it's a really it is a really fascinating game mode. Um, and I'd say that it's probably 50 54 advantage disadvantage. Um, I found it really frustrating to get the uh, like I didn't I didn't even get to my special my special unit and like mm -hmm. Grand Columbia has to get that unit they have to get it um, it has a critical point where you need it uh, and then it's it's an amazing unit because it's uh, plus four combat strength for each of the the ones adjacent to the unit you're attacking and they get another bonus for having the general and they have that if you activate the general they all heal so it's like this critical 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 unit and i couldn't get to it um it, it, it was not an option it wasn't even in the next bracket out i don't know if you guys found that uh because you can i think it'll let you it'll let you see ahead one one tech or yeah, one, so like, one of the trees. Well, once you have it, once you have the prerequisite, once you have sees, the pre. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, like I know, uh, Russia had the issue that with that they, they weren't getting the faith. Um, yeah, I couldn't find it, couldn't oh, get that it. Was tough. That and was tough. I was having the same thing, uh, was not able to unlock things quickly enough. So, while it adds a really interesting component to the game, it also makes civs that need to get things quickly, like, like very hard to play. Uh, unless you get lucky and you get it right away, you know, which I obviously I'd be strumming a different song if uh, yeah. if I was able to get it right away. Yeah. How did you guys feel about the shuffle and shuffle? And um, I kind of have the same same kind of opinion too. like, I think it adds like a cool dimension to the game. Um, obviously, though, it all depends on I would say it depends on your um, your how adverse you are to randomness, right? Like 
if if you're a pretty like strict player who likes to do certain things in a certain order and stuff like that that would it's going to completely throw off your game and you're not going to like it very much um and so if you're more comfortable with like i don't really care it's random stuff and it makes it more interesting and i have to adapt a little bit more then then you'll like it a lot more because it adds that dimension to the game um and so obviously i think like professionally like for like the cpl and stuff they're probably not going to like it all that much um (laughs) but um for like the casual gamer i think it adds that extra dimension to kind of it makes each game different right like Mm -hmm. even each game with the same sieve different right um and so it makes you adapt a little bit more um and so from my perspective i thought it was really cool you can't just like go like okay let's rush for computers whatever now if we were playing on another map where like i got halfway flooded or something like that that would be so frustrating we didn't get past first stage of uh we never unlocked like anything to even pollute the yeah someone was polluting with soothsayers somewhere uh, yeah, so, someone was spamming well, blizzards. Was or something. Forced, yeah. I was forced. And so yeah, my I, hand. I, I do think it it comes with that kind of extra dimension. So I think it's a cool idea. Like I think I like it as an option, right? Like it's a cool yeah. option. I think. I think it's like it's it's good for like lengthy games. So for a one off like community day, it's tough because you have only five hours to execute a very specific plan. And if like even one thing goes wrong, it can really alter Wait, how you guys you, play had, the you game. guys had a plan. Uh, you, you guys, you guys had a plan. You planned it out. Like, okay. We 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 kind of did. Like I know Sharkster came to me. He's like, dude, I have this amazing build order with China. This is great. I'm gonna go build there, and then I'm gonna go quick bath. I'm not even gonna build the seller. I'm like, dude, that's bold. Love it. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm just gonna show up on Sunday. <laughs> but he was like he was like yeah i got this i got this can we try it out and i'm like oh, dude i'm i'm like beyond busy my whole life i don't know what to tell you i'm sorry but he's this guy this guy was hardcore and i i super respect that and that's awesome you should play in the cpl because uh you may lose like the first couple of games because it's tough and it's an adjustment but if you keep learning kind of kind of like you did now you practice you keep learning you'll be really really good at it so i would suggest actually sharkster maybe try out the cpl um anyway Shuffle mode, like I said, it's it's not. I don't think it's good for a one-off, but if for like an extended game, if you know you're gonna play the full length of a game, so like, not how we do it, where we end at midnight for a, a score victory, but like if you're playing, oh, science victory, culture victory, blah 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 blah, that's where it gets better because then it's more about the consistent output of science and the consistent output of culture that you need to get all of the trees in order to cover all of your bases, and so. That's kind of my, I, I like it. Like I do genuinely like it. I like the randomness and the willingness to adapt, but it's hard to adapt when you only are, have four hours. Yeah, like at least um, all of us had the same trees, right? Right. So the, the same immediate ones, because um, uh, we opened them up and we saw, yeah, we all have the same options. Um, but I, and I don't know if that affects anything like that. If, if other people don't have prerequisites, things won't be open. But I know at least like at each stage, like we we opened it and said, yeah, we all have the exact same policy ones uh, available. Oh to no, us. that that would be messed up if it was like random for yeah, every single totally person. Random. Yeah, <laughs> that's really messed yeah. up. But yeah, like in that particular game, you know, Russia and uh, Grand Colombia and I think even Scotland, they all have later um, later era military units that uh, we we were not able to rush to. Um, which, you know, if, if Cossacks were on the field and you add to that, that you don't have to worry about people attacking you, uh, that might have been a pretty devastating 
situation there that you might have wanted to have science a little more. I think that's military science for you as well. Yeah, it's just the exact process. same thing as you. Yeah, we yeah. unlock it at the same time. And, yeah. and and that would have been fun, though, too, is if we if you and I were having fights, Cossacks versus Lunero, like, you know, that would have been a really interesting scenario. It's weird. So Lunero doesn't get like the base boost to their combat strength, whereas Cossacks do. So they get like a plus seven. So you need to have at least three Lanaros that are like in order to kill like one Cossack hypothetically. The, it's because it kind of we also have commandants with us. So in theory, uh, the commandants true. are coming along. Yeah, I believe those are the they give you a plus, plus four, ten. Plus four. Plus mm, no, plus four. Whoa. I think I think plus four is if there's a, a, a Lunero beside. But I think it. commandant also. But gives I think plus the four. maybe the commandant plus, plus four. Even if it is the 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 critical component is when you use one. If you trigger its ability, oh, not only heal. are their abilities amazing, things like everyone gets plus four or you get another round of attack but it heals 100 percent all mm-hmm. the units within all the narrows in a, in, a, in a range so we would have yes your units might have been stronger but mine are gonna probably have i think mine are lower maintenance too and they have oh, no, yeah. no prerequisite i don't think even horse or maybe horses required mm, i think i think horses it doesn't say anything about that so i still think it's horses. It, it, the one thing that sucks with them i don't know about the the uh the cossacks but um the Luneros do not upgrade from uh, knights. You have to build them separately. Yeah, they're, they're the light cavalry. cavalry. They're light cavalry. Yeah, or or light cavalry. Whatever it, is. they don't. So knights they, are heavy cavalry. Whichever so it is, whether they're like heavy cavalry or light cavalry. I had them both in a game. It didn't let me upgrade them. Uh, they're they're like a unique unit. Um, so uh, that's I would, like, what I would I like to challenge that one. Because I, I think it's like cuirassiers or something like that. Like it's like I thought the they were heavy cavalry. Light I, and, cavalry. So, I don't but know. either way, I like um, to challenge that one. But you're we'll, you're we'll you're going to challenge it, so that's fine. That's fine. Um, whatever. I I just I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think it is. But what do I know? What um, do you know? What Let's do talk, I know? What about what about uh, apocalypse mode? Now that like we have, uh, we finally revisited apocalypse mode after we playing it maybe once or twice, hating it never playing it again now we played it again i think zo i don't think there's i don't think zo is ever gonna play this mode ever again i can't, i mean i think this guy i think he's had enough of it i think he's done with it. <laughs> it it was it was devastating but only because i think very uniquely russia is broken for that it's not a fair yes. save to play yes. it becomes yes. triple s tier um because it'll all almost always start in tundra and uh, because of how devastating the the effect is, and because they earn so much faith, they yeah. are effectively immune to invasion. Also, if you're beside them, they're going to use it at their border and just let it roll over to soften up all your cities. Um, and then once they conquer your cities, now they're immune to it, so they'll keep doing it. Um, it it just creates a scenario that um, you know I think they can keep pace with it too. Like even with uh, mm-hmm. Every time you buy it, it, it gets more expensive, but they're earning so much faith that I think they can keep pace with it. They're, they might even do a couple missions to, uh, you know, to upgrade appease, it, right? I didn't get a chance to do that, but I wish I did. I yeah. wish I did. So yeah. I do have an answer so for uh, the Lanero. Um, yeah. So according to Civipedia, uh, uh, the Corsair does upgrade to it. Okay. Then I messed up in, a, um, um, in one of my computer games. I just must have built the wrong one. Uh, but either way, like they're super cheap, like three maintenance, like is incredible. Two, two, two maintenance, five. two maintenance. Yeah, they're, they're two maintenance. Five. Wow, minus yeah. three Crazy. maintenance. It's insane. It's such an insane unit. Why not give Grand Columbia just give him the bank? Like just give him the whole bank. 
So, you, you know, that it, that might have made a difference if I could have gotten to military science. But unfortunately, um, you know, I had rifling. It didn't matter. Um, it, it didn't come up because uh, because how the shuffle works is it's not it's 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 it'll get to a bottleneck and then you have to get that right bottleneck. And if you don't, uh, you have to keep going until you get the bottleneck and then it'll open up a bunch. I think that game, for instance, the first bottleneck for tech, it was um, the astrology. And then once we got astrology, it opened up uh, all the next next wave of them. Um, so that was frustrating, not being able to. I don't know if it would have made much of a difference in that game, because uh, if I got them, you would have got them. Um, but I, I, I like to think that a movement of six, you know, I might have been able to do something with such a powerful unit. Seven. You get seven Seven movement. Jeez. Yeah, they're super fast. Crazy. Yeah, they're broken. They're so broken. <laughs> yeah, didn't we didn't get there though? We didn't get to see them. No, um, so that didn't. Meant, that made we it str- very very frustrating. I think so like the reason why I love the narrows just as an aside because I love Grand Columbia is not my favorite civ, right? So um, is like um, you know, in early before we when we first started the show, I had made the mistake of like spamming like one unit. I didn't have a balanced army. I would always build right. like, yes. units and stuff. Yes. Linaros, you can successfully just spam them. Because having more of them just makes them stronger. Yeah. But right? but you <laughs> spammed them when I was playing. Um, uh, Inc- no, not Inca. Inca? Yeah, it was Inca. It was Inca. And I spammed Pike and Shots. And you took zero cities. I remember that. Well, no, well, you still need siege equipment to take cities. But like, what I mean is like the Pike and Shots weren't, weren't like uh, obliterating them, though. They were they were just holding the fort down. Yeah, that's it. They you, were just standing. But they're there, supposed to be the hard counter. That's me. the thing, right? They're, they're supposed to be yeah, a hard yeah. counter. It's the only yeah. way to counter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But like, so what I mean is like, you didn't like, I didn't spam them, and then you just turned around and crushed me, and then took over my cities or something like that. Fair, fair right? point. That fair point, yeah. that map also was super lacking in niter, at least in my area. I don't know if you guys found the same. I thing. had I had niter. I had I had one niter mine, um, and then I built another city to get a second one, and that slowed me down considerably not having a lot of niter um i had i had one and then i built a city that had three and then oh, vector wow. cat burned it down so <laughs> it didn't it matter <laughs> it didn't well matter. done the vector one city cat. i didn't have walls i thought in, for sure out of the tundra and i'm like sure you're gonna i can't say hold this city. i had i had niter and i built an improvement and then i made a blizzard and i destroyed it <laughs> no <laughs> no their improvements are immune to blizzards too that's what's so oh, good about Russia. oh yeah yeah everything that. everything's immune to it except um Except weirdly enough, so the buildings within the districts are not immune to it, but the districts themselves are immune to it. It's really strange. Um, but we were, we were talking about apocalypse mode. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Russia Russia's really broken. So I, Russia's, I, I agree. Russia's broken. They're, they're super broken. Obviously, the Grand Bath thing, you know, if you do exploit it, that is so silly. Like, I played a game, a practice round, and it's like, how high can I get this? And it's just like one city was generating like 200 faith. Um, I that, laughed. That though. can get pretty silly. I laughed when I looked back at China with the Great Bath. I'm like, I wonder how this is doing. Like, hey, dude, how, how's it going with this thing? I look at it, and along the river that it's built on, it has one tile that is only generating <laughs> faith, because the rest of them were completely taken like, over by other wonders. Right, right. <laughs> and you I'm like, up. why did you build this? Like, what was well, the point? Well, you have to understand when you're when you're China, you build wonders. That's what China does. I know, you build I wonders. Know, but China, it was just, that's it was not just one so of their listed, strange. you know, like China hits. 
but it's just funny. Um, it was just funny. I laughed. It was yeah. like it's, it worked out because then he used all of his wonders to for adjacency bonuses for theater squares. But it was just one of those moments of like we rushed that. Our plan was to rush this, and we're not even using it. So I'm like that was kind of funny. I thought, uh, was, but if an exploit like that, you stop someone else from using it. So it still did something. Yeah, like if I had gotten it, I probably would have used it. Uh, And I was on turn one. Like it was one of those, like I cut down three trees, um, three forests, and I was on turn one. I was like one turn away from building it. uh, And he built it first, uh, which was fine. I I didn't cry about it. Uh, I just built a settler. I had nothing else to build. That was my mistake, though. I shouldn't have even bothered. Um, I should have like been doing the plan, which was honestly fast swift military conquest um which in hindsight would have been really boring for you know our neighbors ruby and uh, nystagnus um but uh yeah that was a mistake on my part i should have been conquering wonders not building them <laughs> so let's take a, a break and we're going to come back with some well, community questions however did, wait, however before the break okay so moy i i have to hand the crown oh, yes to you Give it to me. and and i i i dub thee uh the great champion of the civilizations and as such uh i award you the right to choose mm. our next uh game mode uh under the stipulation though that i will be selecting the map and Nystagnus will be deciding if we'll have any AI opponents. Under the stipulation. Are you really going to give the viewers the belief that you have that power? I am going to give them Get the belief the that I, here. the past king, and the, the magical powers don't okay. get received until I declare aloud the map we will be playing on. Or do you, well, I guess you can. No, no, no. That, that, that is I, how we worked it out. Should so I declare fine. the map? Let I'm me just... declare. So yeah, uh, sure, go ahead. We, we will, for because it was just such a, an example of a stunning Moy victory. Right. I'm going to remember season one mm-hmm. where a very, very cocky, arrogant, I oh, think I was, was... Indonesia, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> basically presumed the presumption that I controlled the seven seas and I was given a rude awakening when uh, a swarm of sea dogs came and turned all my boats against me. So mm-hmm. in honor of that to my new king, our new king, uh, I have s- selected <laughs> an archipelago as the map that we will be playing on for whatever crazy idea that i have no idea what you're going to say uh for what we do for the uh beyond the map uh so um king of kings what do you have in store for us for sunday this is going to be a fun one because this is going to be the first time that the hosts are not choosing their own civilization what i know i know i know so so subtle so subtle (laughs) i know Uh, man it's it's like you never knew the whole time (laughs) so in a humble way for us to say thank you for the people who participated in our community day we're going to let those three choose the civs 
for their partners. So in my case, Sharkster is going to choose the Civ that I am going to play for this next map on Archipelago. Vector Cat, you get to choose for me, man. What am I? What am I playing on this Archipelago map? And then, and, and then and Ruby, course, and yeah, Ruby will choose. Ruby, yeah, sorry, I, didn't know, I thought that was so. kind of obvious. Like I was I shooting know. mine, and then yeah. he, he said his, and like there's we, yeah, no. We no, didn't do the high no sign. Cute. We didn't yeah. do the high sign. Like the, hey, hey, hey! This tag was high sign. High sign. <laughs> high sign. <laughs> and my my part of the Minister Ruby will be choosing my sieve. I already have an idea what she'll probably choose, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I have an idea what Vectorcat's going to choose. There's one restriction to this. You you can you can choose any sieve. It doesn't have to work in the water. It can work in the water. It really doesn't matter. If you want to see memes, then pick a meme. That's fine. But the only restriction that we ask is that it was not featured in the last game. Uh, so no Russia, no Grand Colombia, no Australia, no Scotland, no Germany, no China. Those are the six you cannot choose. Otherwise, free game. Choose the worst sieve. Choose the best sieve. Whatever you want to see in the game, completely up to you guys so we're going to give you the until the end of the podcast if you're if you're here in the chat if you're not then we can you can tell us later uh, but we're going to give you to the end of the podcast to choose so think about it and we'll let you know when we are taking those requests uh, from you guys so we're going to take a break and then we're going to get to some community questions because this is probably one of my favorite times of uh, the podcast i don't know about you guys i like handing the crown oh wait no i don't like that i like getting the crown <laughs> I like getting the crown. That's my favorite. You're not, you're not That's a new custom now. We gotta. <laughs> can you do that special effect for next time? But, and 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 then I'll. So There's that, no point because it's gonna stay on me. I, most of the time it'll be on yeah. me, but you know, no. <laughs> make it. So there's some magical effects. I'll get my people working on that. Uh, how hard can it be? Okay. Right? How hard can it be? All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Civ Show podcast where we suck so you don't have to. It's time for community questions. Favorite Yay! time of the podcast, baby. <laughs> and uh, we got some good ones for you. But if you have one live in our Twitch chat right now at twitch.tv slash the Civ Show, go ahead and ask it right now. It's totally cool. If we have time, we will get to your question. First question from Sharkster. Uh, in the September update, Another new game mode is being added. What would you guys like to see as a new game mode? I'll start since uh, I kind of asked the question here. I would like to see, and it kind of almost ties into something that we have talked about as a, as a little perk for our viewers, is having secret missions for each uh, civilization and it gives you just extra score or it gives you extra science or it gives you a, like a free district it basically just objective based missions that reward you in game so it could be find at least five goody huts and you go around you find five and you get 100 gold 100 extra gold and then it gives you a next objective okay now build a campus with at least a plus four adjacency and you kind of scatter around, settle around a mountain, plus four adjacency, get plus uh, 50 or plus 200 one-time science. Like, boom, there you go. Uh, I would like to see that as a game mode. I'd kind of call it like, um, just call it like, I don't know, missions, something boring. <laughs> private missions, private it, eye. Ah, it's it's an like interesting that. play, especially if it was kind of, kind of like how computers have secret agendas. You know, Almost, I could act, or, or even kinda. if they did a spin like that, that that 
give humans a secret agenda hmm. um, but yeah secret or like random or or uh, even if it randomizes the agenda like like nobody has an agenda no no leader has an agenda so the agendaless game mode everybody just just goes although that would from what i've learned about how the ai works in civ that would break the ai but probably <laughs> um it'd be a cool thing to add as well so that's my answer uh missions missions um i'll go next uh even though like you just opened me up to an idea of like being able to somehow make a custom sieve might be fun um i would say i really still like logistics and i think it would be like i think it would make a perfect game mode where beyond just maintenance that you have to actually maintain supply lines and uh that 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 uh communicate lines of communication as well that there's some kind of bonus in game for having good communication and there'd be a bonus for bad communication. Uh, it could affect things like movement or attack rating or what have you. Uh, and that you can do things like lay telegram lines and stuff like that. Just the, like, I, like when I look at like actual human infrastructure that they sort of just don't bother with in Civ, things like laying a telegraph line you know, that was a big deal. That was like something that the civilizations that did that, those that laid like the railroad network, you'd lay the telegraph line with it, though. That was a big undertaking. It was really important. You know, getting a wire across the ocean, a cable what across you, the ocean was a they, big was a big deal. So something like that is anyone uh, play a game called Rise of Nations? Yeah, I remember Rise of Nations. So I know in Civ, um, you can build supply lines like supply convoys. But that's just to help you heal better in, in enemy territory. In Rise of Nations, you need to build supply uh, lines because your units would actively die in enemy territory, yeah, from like hunger, probably. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And if and yeah. Russia actually, their 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 uh, attrition bonus was like really high. Like I actually had a time where I tried to run an army to a city and it died before it got there, um, wow. just just from attrition. And so maybe that's a, that they could play that into like Zoe's idea, which is. You know, we build this. You can build those supply convoys, but you don't necessarily need them. You can overwhelm the enemy, really. But if there is attrition just for being in enemy territory, yeah. uh, when you're at war, then that would make it so that supply convoys are like necessary to even continue the campaign. Yeah, like, and I think it'd be like a district that would do it, and it would be beyond roads. You know that that that, that is, and at first it might just be communication networks, or just like horses or pigeons or whatever. Uh, and then eventually you go to telegraph and and then to cable and then to satellites and stuff like that. Um, I would do it like there's so similar to Apocalypse Mode where it introduces like this unique unit. So there's a unique unit inside this uh, inside your game mode. We'll call it the the picnic basket. Why not? Whatever. I don't care. We're going to call it the picnic basket. And basically you have to purchase it with gold, we'll say, because sometimes people don't go faith. So we'll say gold, especially if you're Congo, you can't get faith. Uh, so you purchase it with gold, and in order for you to supply rations to your your front line, you need to send a trade route from one of your cities to the picnic basket. And then when it gets to the picnic basket, it has like a 10-tile radius of every unit within this tile is now fed. And right, as long yeah. as there's one supply line going to that picnic basket, then your units are fed yeah. and you're not losing health every turn. Yeah, something that's, like, like that's I, what I, I, I think. Do. I think Civ Three had something like outposts that might have been. I can't remember such a long time ago, but like instead of a picnic basket, I'd probably call it an outpost. Um, but they were there would definitely be picnic back baskets there. 
Um, and then like something that might be neat about an outpost uh, or even if forts had this this function uh, might be that over time, a fort or an outpost might just turn into a city uh, because that's how a lot of cities started. You know, if you look at like even like in the Roman Empire, a lot of cities, they were Roman forts and then they became cities over time, as I'm sure Nystagmus can attest to. Interesting that you say that, though, because that's exactly how it works in humankind. Yeah, they were essentially planned as well. Like they were, you know, every Roman city had like a specific building and stuff. Um, and then, so is it my turn now to go with my game? Yeah, yeah, go, okay. go for it. So, yeah, it's your game mode. Um, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to see what if I can actually predict something that they're going to do. So, so far, okay. the game modes that they've added have been adding more chaos to the game, right? Everything True, has been adding more of. chaos to the game. Okay. So no shuffle mode, apocalypse mode, things like that. I'm wondering if they can, if they'll add like a game mode. I don't know what they would call it, but where, you know how you always advance in science and you get to a certain step, you can never go backwards. If they made it so you can go backwards. If like disasters would make you like lose. Um, oh, um, lose uh, knowledge. Oh, yeah, that's oh interesting. my God. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> so sort and, of like the dark ages. Yeah. Like, oh, so like if, if like a massive disaster destroyed a bunch of your campuses or you lost like a specific number of science from like from like damage, you would actually lose technologies. Regression that you mode. That's really fascinating. Yeah, that, and then yeah, whether like or not that. you can actually go from one age back to another age. So like you go to like the, the Renaissance era and then like something really bad happens. And then like, uh, uh, and especially if you're playing on apocalypse mode, how, how bad would this be? Like no one can actually get to the end of the game by like turn 250 or something but like you keep right. going backwards um, or, or um, even that certain civs might continue going on and it's just like well no you're the one that's still in the medieval era we're we're in the industrial era yeah um, it, it could be like if you reach a dark age then you lose like three technologies or if you get a golden age then you get Three gain, or, or like you it's regain like half your science regain or like technologies science. or something yeah. i i yeah. think that'd be really neat that would be cool. um, I think yeah, that would also like, like that. make people tear their hair out and like. Oh, of course. <laughs> but it also would put an emphasis that's on dark what, that's what the modes ages, are. Right? They, they make you really That's why I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, what other wrench can they throw into this that some people are going to like, and then other people are going to be like, no, and they start bashing their their keyboard yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Let's give a so, mode that makes Russia unstoppable. Yes, love it. Um, love and it. so yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe there's a mode that they're going to do, like where you can actually go backwards, and, and it, the game doesn't just march forward no matter what. Um, I like that. I like that. Uh, let's go. Let's move on to the next question. Zo. Uh, Zo. Okay, you, you, me. You, you pick a question from the. From All the right. Bench. All right. This is another Sharkster question, and you know, uh, people just ask questions, and it won't all be Sharkster. You know, uh, or we'll have to just turn this to Sharkster's questions. Sharkster's challenge questions. Sharkster's challenge. Sharkster's quest. Remember Fester's quest? Anyone play Fester's quest? It's a great game. <laughs> no. um, the old Nintendo. Um, I I like this one. What Native American tribe or nation would you like to see added? And what do you think their unique unit district improvement would be? Um, so I'll, I'm, I'm going to field this one and I'll open. Um, I'm, I'm quite a fan of Canadian history, um, as is Nystagmus, but uh, I don't have any sort of university backing for it. I did get like 98% though in my, uh, in my Canadian <laughs> college class. So, um, but no, like I used to watch like Canada's people's history just for fun. 
Uh, I would love to see Tecumseh's confederation or like the North American confederation or the, the, I think he was a, a Shan, a Shahi, Shawi, Shawe. Um, uh, oh, uh, I know you're talking so, about. Yeah. A, a Shawe uh, leader. So I would love to see a North American confederacy and um, with Tecumseh, Tecumseh as the leader. Um, the one kind of neat thing about the Tecumseh's Confederacy um, or the North uh, North American Confederacy um, was that they had a very counter they had a countercultural revolution um, where basically they they uh, they said things like anything that was uh, European was evil and witchcraft and you know their own sort of reverse, witch burning sort of thing. Uh, but there was a big counter. Uh, so it was like countering Christian missionaries and countering. So I would imagine that they would end up being able to have, um, I wouldn't say like the Spanish's special unit, like the conquistador or whatever, or the, uh, no, the, not the, the uh, inquisition. Um, but something where um, when, whenever somebody converts a city, they get a bonus uh, that ends up resulting in them. So kind of like a native, uh, an indigenous sort of faith, uh, North American, that, that somehow faith is incorporated into it. And it is to counter not just people's faith, but other people like counter rock bands and stuff like that, being able to counter civilian. Wow. So a specific thing for targeting civilian units hmm. um, to hmm. keep them out after the fact, though, it might be that it doesn't trigger until after. So people would know, hey, if you leave me alone, this part of my ability won't trigger. Um, I would imagine that, uh, you know, maybe they have something along the lines like the leader to come say might have something where you can use faith to purchase barbarians, um, which wouldn't be barbarians, just be, you know, uh, obviously a disgruntled <laughs> tribesmen or whatever that they can unite. Uh, so I'd like to see something along those lines. Maybe if you kill a barbarian, it has a chance to, to come to your side some yeah 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 or even yeah something like uh, along those lines um and then uh you know the 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 confederacy itself would have something probably to do with governments so i would imagine maybe something like their the diplomatic building when you build it gives you an extra government slot or so they'd get a special mm. building that gives them a bonus wild card but it wouldn't be till a little bit later um, so yeah, like I'd like to see an indigenous tribe that is, is faith, but not like the Cree where it's like trade and alliances and stuff like that. Um, maybe more of, um, uh, you know, a network just for them. And that it has a counter, counter revolution, counter culture, counter faith ability. Um, so yeah, to comes cool. confederacy. That's like what I'd that. like to see. That was, that was actually really awesome. That was like Thank balanced. You. It was a balanced suggestion. It wasn't like completely blown out of proportion i can I, I can actually see that being a sieve like dead on no changes necessary it's pretty good um, like thank it. you so mine's gonna be a little bit less original um i'd like the iroquois to make their return um okay. from uh they were in civ 5 um and so they the, were weren't they yeah, yeah they, they were, were yeah. um so their unique unit could still be the mohawk warrior um as it was in civ 5 the longhouse could be their unique unit uh district like it was or unique tile uh, building as it was in and i would say that um mohawk warrior and then the unique longhorse i wouldn't make it like a district i would make it a tile improvement that gives you production 
on okay um on tiles that normally wouldn't give you as much so you could put them anywhere like on planes or hills and they can give you extra production um and then um yeah i i just think the air call were really interesting they're a really interesting uh confederacy as well so they're like there are six tribes that confederated together um actually had a remarkably advanced government for yeah. for um and they didn't have writing yet they did their language um their languages weren't written languages. They were spoken languages. And so they had like a constitution and stuff that was like an oral constitution. Um, and people don't know this, but the founders of the United States Constitution um, based a lot of the ideas of their constitution on the Iroquois um, kind of model that they had and how they actually all came to peace. There were a bunch of tribes that were separate and they all came to peace. They used to fight with each other quite a bit. Um, and so I, I like to see the Iroquois make their return back to, to Civ. Hmm. I like that too. Um, especially since they're already implemented, so it seems like it would be a lot easier. Um, again, me not being the history dude. So like our motto, like two history dudes and one tech guy. Guess who the tech guy is? Um, so I'm going to go off my limited knowledge here. I'm not going to ping King Tut. Don't worry. It's going to be a little bit different. King uh, <laughs> But it may be just as stupid and I'm not really sure. Um, so I'm going to go off of the history that I know. And the only real other indigenous tribe that I know is the Meti. So the Meti was a, a, a indigenous cross French uh, tribe. Uh, they were, they would be, it would be led by Louis Riel. Now, let me kind of pitch something. And I don't know if this is historically accurate, but tell me if I'm wrong. Cause this is kind of what I remember. Don't make fun of me. I'm the tech guy. Um, Louis Riel was rebellious, right? He didn't mm -hmm. like the government. Red River Rebellion, yep. yes. yeah. Yes, and so he was that's what he I was would... uh, imprisoned for it. Yes, and so I would kind of have try to play something on that. So it could be like what I had in mind was they Louis Riel can get a bonus whenever he changes governments. So when he goes from autocracy to uh, oligarchy just give them there's there's a little bonus right you get like plus one i don't know some trade route that might, be, that might be too valuable but like plus one or plus whatever something uh or alternatively you can have it where he can just freely switch governments this one wouldn't be as good but you can freely switch without going into anarchy so you can right. just go back and forth and switch between whatever government you want i think another cool ability would be if you ever were to flip cities via culture they wouldn't become free cities and then convert to him. They would just immediately convert to oh, the so empire. Exactly like, like the Ele Eleanor's. Yeah, exactly like Eleanor's. You can, yeah, like why not? There's no reason why only one person can have that ability. That could be one too. Uh, they're as far as their unique unit or the unique building. I honestly, that's where my knowledge ends. So <laughs> that's all I got. I, I, I know, see you guys probably know more they, than I do. Maybe even something like uh, the River Rebellion, and it might be something like you can uh, force uh, another sieve to remove a policy card, like lose oh access to a policy card. Um, you know, maybe that, that might be neat. Um, oh, so they for, attack for, other governments. They yeah, to actually that, attack that, the government mm, as mm. opposed to, so it's more of a strategic maneuver. That um, is sick. I love for it. For so many turns. like Or even if it was like a special unit that did that, like you use a general, you know, just like yeah. that. you See, that would be a good one to add in a new frontier past when almost it seems like every civilization is completely ridiculous like Grand yeah. Colombia and like Ethiopia that would be a good one to add and have a completely ridiculous one like they can remove a policy card from a government what maybe for like 10 turns or something but like that would be so powerful 
It'd be so good. I like that. So coming up with really good ideas. I, well, you know, Civ, Civ, uh, Fraxis, Civ, whatever you're watching, you know, I'm here. Sid, give me a call. Okay. Uh, I ordered his get book. Me, get me did, on your team. Did, did you order I his saw book? that? I yeah. saw that. I, you know I what? I think it. I might get that book. Uh, Sid yeah. Myers is indirectly influenced me, even though like when you look at the history of him and the game, um, you know, he actually, I think around Civ three beca- just became like a, consultant Passive. yeah um yeah, he but, wrote but they, the first one though all himself. but i think i think all himself or like mainly him, him and it was him and another gentleman um and uh but it is an interesting history um but yeah in the end like the main philosophy though that stuck from from Sid, Sid myers was the one third one third one third that every mm-hmm. new game would have one third the same one third improvement and one third new uh and that's why Civ has throughout from Civ one to six there are still some things that are always the same and then there are things that they make better and then there are things that are like districts that make me think Civ 5 is horrible and I could never play it again <laughs> and why would you play it and everyone that defends Civ 5 I'm just like you don't know Civ okay that's a, not an opinion that's a fact no <laughs> we're gonna get calls on that one <laughs> Civ 6 isn't canon <laughs> what uh, <laughs> So I am going to take a, a non-Civ a really kind of end out. I think it's always good to end off on maybe a little bit more lighthearted kind of conversation and stuff like that. So I also chose a Sharkster question, although there, most of them are Sharkster questions because he just keeps asking them, but that, that's good for him. <laughs> yeah, um, it's good questions. I mean, uh, So can Steven Spielberg make a bad movie? Oh, yes, he can. Yes, he can. Um, and so, so I can try to answer first. I would argue... Um, it depends on your on, on the situation because I look at his film, uh, like all the films. He's known for like really good classics, right? So Jaws, right? Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, um, you know, uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, List, Saving List, Private right? Ryan, all these yeah. things, right? Now, I know that um, um, people may not agree with me on this one, but I, you know, I don't care. Um, I was really excited <laughs> about the Indiana Jones movie, the one with the crystal skull. I was gonna um, say I was, that's my one as well, uh, like the piece so, of dumpster fire garbage. And so, um, um, I, and I'll tell you guys the story about when I went to go what I watched this on pre- the premiere day, right? Oh, and I think wow. people Bold thought, cotton. and I think people thought I I knew the thing and I spoiled it when I blurted this out in the middle of the theater. But so. Um, the game, you know, and spoilers, but it's been out for 12 years. So whatever, been, screw you guys. Um, so um, he is taken to a place and the Russians who captured him ask him for what did you uh, tell us that crate you found in New Mexico? And the story is based in 1957. So this happened at the very first like 20 minutes of the movie. And I, I actually said in the theater, it was like, wait a minute. 1957, so 1947, New Mexico, and I blurted out, "Oh, don't tell me there are stupid aliens in this movie!" And <laughs> just like blurted oh, it out completely no. in the middle of the theater. Because um, <laughs> um, the thing with the other Indiana Jones ones is that yes, he did uh, do myths, but they were like real myths. So um, um, the Last Crusade um, with the with the, um, the the chalice and stuff like that, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. These things like actually exist, and they're in the mythos, right? This movie made up its own mythos about, I think, and I think they did it because of 2012, right? Like they wanted to talk about the Mayans because 2012 was coming and they just wanted Mm -hmm. to just throw it in there. Um, Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, so they want to make it so that it's like 2012 and the Mayans were somehow like 
you know, uh, you know, influenced by these, not even aliens. It, they ended up like throwing another curveball. They're trans-dimensional beings of some kind. Um, yeah. And the treasure is knowledge. But then I said that, you know, that's basically like the story of El Dorado, right? But that wasn't necessarily like a Mayan myth, right? It was more like associated with the Incan Empire, like with the gold and the city of gold and everything. And so there are a lot of things that they, I guess they just kind of made up a myth, but they, there are so many good myths surrounding um, South American civilizations that they could have gone with. They didn't have to go like that. Um, Aliens. Uh, and then and then they also started just throwing in random stuff like, you know, these giant ants that don't actually exist um, and and <laughs> and stuff like that. So like... Um, like, mind you, Indiana Jones is not 100% based in zero you know zero magic you know most of them have a yeah. supernatural component there is magic but i mean like in indiana but they've Jones. already been ingrained into the mythos right like yes. the idea behind the lost ark is, is already ingrained into our mythos and same with the, right. the the last crusade there's been stories and poems written about looking the for grail. the for the grail um whereas like this one was just like okay so it's about this and there's a new history channel episode called uh ancient aliens so let's just like do that um and yeah and not hire not the saying guy, it's aliens but that's basically but, um um oh, what they did right now bro. now the story behind it was annoying now did i still think it captured kind of like the indiana jones feel i did because harrison ford is indiana jones and so um i did feel like it still had that feel to it so it was still like overall kind of enjoyable i guess in certain parts but like the overall arching like theme was kind of weird. and also some people will say that it's not indiana jones unless he fights nazis Right. Like he, he has to fight Nazis. Like that's who he has to fight. Um, and so that was kind of it. But at least they went went with, you know, the Cold War, the Russian enemy, you know, that was following World War Two. That was the next big one. Um, But yeah, like he survived a nuke. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He but survived hiding in the, the fridge. Nuke. He hid in cool. the fridge. All right, kids, just remember if there's <laughs> and, ever a nuke, and just the best jump part, in the fridge. The best part oh is when God. when they try to like just explain it away when they purposely like not subtly showed you that the fridge is lined with lead, as if that somehow explains away how Con- he survived. What about concussive force? <laughs> <laughs> Even if that was true, he was flung like through oh. the air, like he would have oh. been splattered. And on and honestly, uh, the other thing that kind of bugged so me about good. that movie is it really did not need Shia LaBeouf, and that was dumb. And you know, there because that would have been like, okay, you're not the next Indiana Jones. If you're the next Indiana Jones, I don't want to watch this ever. No, again. Uh, don't don't give me any passing of like I like the tip to Sean Connery at the end, um, at the we- the wedding or whatever. Um, you know, the hat blew off, and when he was talking about his dad or something like that, um, you know, that was. Okay, but yeah, Shia LaBeouf, no, like that was stupid. That whole art, I like actually that they did have, you know, the, his 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 woman from the first one. That was interesting, but that wrong choice uh, wouldn't have accepted that as passing the torch. I don't know who it would be, but it would not be him. Transformers kid, no. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was before his like breakdown though I, this even was back then i didn't never i never thought he i never thought too like, this was his like he he just came out with transformers right he was like a big deal he was he was he was a he was a hit right so just do it 
That was like in 2012 that came out, man. That was four years later. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. That, that movie made me sick. Right. And I, I remember being how disappointed I was watching it and how I thought the only thing that vindicated it was the South Park episode that was based on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're raping him. They're raping it. And I just, they, that, they kept this joke going for a while was... and you had no idea. What are they talking about? What is this they're talking? And then you find out like, and I think it was like a few episodes in that they went on and like, and they were all having these bad dreams. Like, what is it? What caused it? And then you find out you're like, oh, and you're, and you're like, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, <laughs> the pinball machine scene, like, oh my God. So that was the only vindication, I think, that made that movie good. But yeah, uh, just for the shark. So yeah, that, that would be my, my thing now. Um, that was um, all of ours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, damn. Yeah. although like almost yeah. every other movie he's ever made is like really good. Um, like Hook has like a special place in my heart just for nostalgia purposes. I know if you look back on it now, it's kind of like, you know, kind of corny and cheesy and stuff but don't care all the, yeah don't I mean, care i fine. look back on that and yeah, i'm like oh that's part good. of my that's part of my childhood um, i wasn't a huge fan of ready player one oh my god i was just about to say i really loved ready player one i really? thought it, i did i, wasn't I really a huge, liked like, it i would i really uh, liked I was, it i thought it, it there's just something about uh it that i think it captured really well um, it captured the book pretty had, good it had lots of cool nostalgia in it and just it, it's such a believable near future um and it's fair, like what we're seeing fair, now fair. you know you take you take a great thing and like we can cover 65 percent of the vision with ads um i just thought it hit so many uh, things that i really liked i i thought like really good okay. Spielberg movie. that's that's fair I, for me personally it was just i just i wasn't a huge like it wasn't necessarily the the those kind of elements that didn't oh. like it's just i came out of it like it there's okay there's you know one I mean? other like, movie that is yeah. kind of like someone said um, and so this is the joke that everyone knows. We know how we made, made fun of Raiders of the Lost uh, or the, uh, the Crystal Skull is because yeah. Spielberg likes to throw in aliens for like no good reason sometimes. And he did it in AI. Right. He did in it in AI. AI. Like it was just it was just thrown in at the end for like no good reason. Where- now those were supposed to be advanced AI though. Wasn't that the whole thing? That those were like just AI you know, thousands of years in the future. No, they like straight up said they were aliens and they were doing like, archeolo- oh. they were doing like an archeological dig. Like, <laughs> I thought that they were no. supposed to be AI from the no, future. No, they were aliens. Um, and, <laughs> um, and, and, uh, that was like one thing where a lot of people were upset because, uh, Kubrick was directing that movie before he died. And right. then you can tell like the first part of the movie is very like, kubrick-esque like it's got the symmetry right. and all that stuff right and then spielberg takes over like when the movie's almost done and just throws in all this random stuff at the end that makes like the aliens were not needed right at right. all like they were they were like completely like superficial to the plot it, it was like just kind of like to give them hope because it was all like a game to the com- to the company that made him and then at the end they're like oh yeah by the way he gets to spend one more day with his mom because we can clone her because we're aliens, because we can do that for one, but only right? for one day, <laughs> right? Only so, for one day. Let's, let's turn this. We, into we a, haven't perfected it. Twenty four hours. Yeah, let's turn this into it. like a Cinderella thing, where like he, he gets to spend one more day with his mom or something like that. Like, yeah, and, I think that the, the Kubrick where he died, I think, was the scene where he. And sorry, I, there's a rule like after ten years, you, there's no such thing as spoilers. Uh, where he enters the warehouse, or whatever, and sees all the other Davids. And that's like the, whoa, you know, clusterfuck. And I think that was probably where Kubrick died. And that would have been great to end the movie right there. It's like, yeah, 
your 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 journey was pointless and you are one of millions and humanity is evil <laughs> like <laughs> credits <Yeah. So laughs> really quickly uh let's, let's wrap up here but really quickly favorite indiana jones moment in any any movie i'll, I'll start because i kind of threw you guys off maybe off, off the question my sure. favorite part was learning that harrison ford had diarrhea on the scene where he had to fight this really evil dude yeah he was, like, that doing was awesome. all the sword tricks and he's like whoa, 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 whoa. And he just takes out his gun shoots and walks away because <laughs> he yeah. had shit yeah, yeah that, that was it's always that, funny to find out like behind the scenes like why they did it a certain way and then it ends up oh, being like a classic scene um so yeah. good so good that's my favorite moment um, of all the indian jones scenes my, you can go next that's probably one of my favorite moments too but my other favorite moment and it's also it's also from raiders of the lost ark mainly because that's the best one um yeah it's the best um one. i in my opinion i like last crusade a little bit but um with sean, sean connery i like sean connery as uh as an added benefit in that movie but um, I liked when he was fighting the guy and the, the plane was spinning around. Um, so he, the fight scene where he's fighting the 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 guy and then the big the, the guy's big like Nazi. the guy's like going like this and the the propeller blades coming up behind him and Indiana Jones just goes like this oh. and like uh, you just see blood splatter. Yeah, um, that was yeah, a really that, good fight scene. I think the environment defeated. Uh, my my best favorite one has to be chilled monkey brains. Chilled monkey brains. We've got this delicious dessert. Chilled monkey brains. Like that whole movie was just shock factor after shock factor. It almost reminded me of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where it's just like, how could they possibly make this like more grotesque or like how could and they and they elevated, elevated it because uh, there was a, you know, hobo pooping was in one of the openings. Anyway, uh, but anyways, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the the bugs, the eyeball stew, the snakes, uh, and then the 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 the, the crescendo of like oh, and by the way, for dessert, mm, chilled monkey brains, and everyone's just like oh, this is awesome. Vector Vector Cat says uh, no ticket. No, no ticket. Everybody flashing their yeah. In, in <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the shock factor in in uh, Temple of Doom, it was just filled with like gro- like crocodiles eating you, sure bugs everywhere. Okay, I'm gonna rip your heart out, Combandino. That without that's my second favorite moment. Second favorite moment right there. He rips his heart yeah. out. Oh, yeah, so, so, so that was that the was one that, uh, the good the good scene that gave me factors. nightmares because I I'm, I have a little bit I have a touch of arachnophobia. Um, right, eating um, the bugs. No, it was in the Raiders of the Lost Ark when. Uh, Indiana Jones had like two spiders on him and they knocked it off and then the other guy turned around and his whole oh, back was just full of spiders full of and he spiders, had to like knock yeah. them all off yeah that that like gave me nightmares when I first saw it because uh, I hate I hate spiders yeah I, so dude good. I feel you I feel you I like see I like the, the good choice of question there Nystagnus because that you know we got to see the lighter side of the hosts so but that leads me to my my final question is if our viewers our our, our conscripted members are watching right now uh i would love to hear i think let's see uh sharkster if you're there i think we should open with moy because you should get the fit first pick and that yep. would mean that others have to change sharkster who 
will Moy be playing on Sunday? While we while we wait for a response, I want to remind everybody to follow us on all of our social medias. We're very active on social media. We post a lot of stuff. We post a lot of Civ news. We post who we're going to play on the next Civilization uh, Civ show game. And it's just a fun, fun little social media thing that we have, like to play some jokes on. So if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter and you can follow us on Instagram. We're very active, however, on Twitter. So go ahead, twitter.com slash the sim show now the the real place though has sharkster answered yet nope keep going okay so the real place though where all the real action is is our discord uh discord is just a wondrous program but either way uh our community is very very active on discord uh if you're looking for a good light-hearted conversation with a bunch of really fun people uh join us on our discord uh, we keep all of our stuff updated. Uh, it's very, very community driven. We have uh, challenges and, and, and things of that nature. And, you know, lots of pet photos. People love a good, good pet pic. Uh, so join us on our Discord if you want the more intimate connection to the Civ Show and the Civ Show community. Nystagmus. Yes. Go. Nystagmus? Choose. And then, of maybe. course, Nystagmus. Maybe. What do you have to say, Nystagmus? What yeah, do you have to say you for yourself, do you, do you have anything to, Do you have anything to add in here, buddy? Like maybe some sort of a, I don't know, this red play button or something? Or hmm. What's part? a red play hmm. button? Hmm. I don't know. Tell us about it. Wait, what? So are we signing off? Like, is that? No, no, no. We're, we're saying if you had a tube to play, did you want to tell us about it? Oh, that's. <laughs> Well, no, I didn't know we were doing on social media. So I, I was already sharing it, but you can join us on YouTube. Um, uh, I'd be making my uh, Better Know a Leader series. Um, the last one was Robert DeBruce. A lot of people like that one, actually, um, um, as one of the better ones, they think, actually. So check that one out. Um, I will be doing a uh, uh, announcing the new leader on Sunday's game for my next video. Um, if you have any ideas for that, please tell me. And you have to join our Discord um, to let me know. So we have an answer from Sharkster. Are you ready? I don't know if you guys saw it yet, but it's going to be Norway. I'm going to be playing Norway. At least he picked, at least he picked a naval sieve. So you know what? Of all the things he could have chosen, this one's not so bad. I'm okay. Uh, It looks like I I have a, a pick ready to go as well. Uh, I don't know why you say I'm going to flip Suleiman of the Ottoman empire. You mean with the the Barbary bo- boats? That's like I think that his, sounds like a fantastic place. That, that's one and, of his favorite And the unique sieves. governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good I, pff, bring it on. That sounds fantastic. All right, excellent. It looks like I am going to be uh, via Vector Cat. I will be playing the Ottoman Empire, wow. led by Suleiman. By by elimination, it's got to be uh, uh, per. Uh, Ruby in the uh, chat here. It's got to be the Maori because she said Maori. She said Maori or Norway, and Norway's already taken. So I'll take. All right, there it is. Maori, there it is. There it is. Okay, that's going to be interesting, especially because I think uh, Norway got a big boost when in in uh, when when Gathering Storm came out. Did they not? Uh, Kind of. I think they they did. they They were added the Berserker unit. So now they have two unique units. And, and well, and if you, look, really if you look at the economics of pillaging, uh, it's actually crazy. And it can Oof. do 
so every, much. Every melee boat can coastal raid, not just yeah. like the. So I can do it right from the start. I played Norway against Nystagmus. He hated it. He did yeah. not have a good time. He did not have I, fun. Okay. Did not have so fun that game. We all know my experience. Let's not talk about the Norway experience. I hated oh, okay. that experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to be funny, though? When you're the Maori on an, on an archipelago map and still somehow start on the land. <laughs> that, I oh, swear, dude, gonna he's going to have such good... In pure Nystagmus fashion, that is what straight up is going to happen. <laughs> now, I believe there is a twist for this game and that Nystagmus will be adding a bunch of random civs. I think, would you say three random civs? Yeah. So yeah. there'll be three random civ computers, uh, players. And six city states. And six city states, as well. which is a small amount of city states for, for the size of the map um so there you go but i think we're just going to make those random right you don't we don't want the community choosing those they'd be mean. yeah they're going to be, be completely meanies. random and totally someone that random. we maybe can bully at least we can each bully one or we can just uh maybe team up with some of them if you're a zone maybe. you want to make allies with all of your the cpus yeah you, you can maybe. you can do that maybe. pay them maybe. pay them a single goal to declare war one gold <laughs> yeah. all it takes most of the time you declare war on me everyone declares war on you that's fair. That's that's fairness. All right, Justice. guys. Let's uh, wrap up here. We already <laughs> did the whole social media thing. So we're just going to say uh, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Uh, night, and we'll night. see you guys on Sunday for Sunday. the next episode of The Sip Show. See you then. Bye.